Welcome back to the PropTech Insider. Today we're joined by Charlotte Pascoe, the CEO of Stockdown Lego. Charlotte's been working in the industry for over 18 years now and ensures that Stockdown Lego is at the forefront of driving industry trends that will support our staff and grow their businesses. Charlotte, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I think just to kick things off, um, can you firstly just give the listeners a bit of an overview of the Stockdown Lego business? Yeah, absolutely. So Stockdown Lego, we are actually in our 85th year this year. Um, Yeah, it's quite amazing. Um, And we've got around about 350 agents based out of Victoria, uh, just over 40 offices, and we've got one in Caloundra and another one up in Darwin. It's a big business um, by any means. It is. What we'd really like to hear from you today is more around the rapid pace of change of digital transformation and how do you ensure that you're being thoughtful about it? You know, we were just talking offline about this is there's over 360 prop tech providers. There's one for every single day of the week. Yeah. You get hit up every day. How do you figure out and sort through or filter which ones you get to meet with and which ones you get to test and try? I think the first thing that we always start with is what is the problem that we're trying to solve? And I think there's a lot of noise. And as you said, there's over 360 options out there. And I think sometimes we get caught up in what is available as opposed to what we need. Um, I'm a big believer in tech is there to support the agent. It can't replace the agent. Um, does it enhance and support or is it going to complicate and, and sort of replicate over and over? So for us, every choice uh, that we make comes from a huge amount of research. It's Everything's done collaboratively. We take our time. We do get pitched new prop tech options every day. Mm. And we do our best to sit down with all of them and learn what that is and how it could potentially support uh, what our agents are doing. So um, we actually set up an office out of our corporate office central and that office, is, as I call it, is our crash dummy. <laughs> so yep. uh, we want to make sure that if if we've gone through the process, we've analysed it, we've looked at the program, we've done our research and we think that it's something we want to try, we put it into our office if it works and we like it, we then have a little um, a look at who within our network it would benefit based on the prop tech option and their business. We uh, we then ask them to give it a go as well. Mm-hmm. And if we know it works and it's great, then we roll it out to the rest of the network. And considering that you have so many offices across the, the state, obviously not one shoe fits all Correct. for all of them. How do you approach, do you mandate technology? Do you allow them options? How do you work through that with the kind of business size? So we don't mandate within the network um, because we believe as a franchisor our position is here to support them. So my role is to give them all of the options that are available, be that platforms, training, support, whatever it is. Um, and then we we actually have a, a, a gentleman in our group, Jim, who he spends his time going around each of the offices and understanding what their issues are on a sales front. So he sees where that business is up to and of the, let's say, 10, 20, 30 different options that we're sort of, we have within our network, um, he will then sit down and work out what is the best next step for you. One of the, one of the programs we're using at the moment as an example is Rita. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has trialed that with one of our offices in Epping, found it to be fantastic. It was a great way to start um, cleaning out a database and then helping the agents with lead generation. It worked really well. Um, and so we started putting that into more and more of the offices and it's been beneficial. And again, if someone wants to use it, they can, if someone else doesn't want to use it, they don't need to. Um, but it's about understanding their business and where they want that business to go and then how we can help them get there. You've talked a lot about, you know, that there's 360 prop tech providers and every single day you're getting hit up or getting pitched a new product. 
the thing that I got from you is that as opposed to trying to go and find the new tool that is out in market um, and find that new shiny, shiny toy that's, you know, get a 10x your business, as everyone says to you, probably from a tech perspective, is that you've got Jim on the ground who actually runs around and understands a real life problem that's yep. sitting around the business. How do you then filter that information and then go through to execution? And what kind of support do you provide once you've decided on that to actually implement? So um, I guess the best way to answer that is probably to look at, let's say you had an office with Stockdown Lego and you'd been in business for 20 years, you had some great processes, you had some other things that were perhaps falling behind. Um, We look at how agents uh, operate and I think there are some great agents out there who are fantastic with technology. Um, I myself um, understand that technology is a big part of the industry now, but I need to simplify it. So if there's 10 clicks on something, I know that an agent's not going to get excited about it. Um, But I think because we do get so many things pitched forward and the officers do and agents get so caught up in the noise of what's available and what's shiny and what they could do, they're forgetting about what they should do. So the way that we operate um, our training and um, and implementation of technology and, and process as well, like this goes down to scripts and dialogues and everything within an office, is... We get Jim, sits down with the office and says, what do you need to achieve? Where are we at? What's your market share? How can we help you improve your business? What does that look like for you? Where do you want to be in five, 10 years' time? We might find, for example, that there is a um, database is one of those things. Everybody's got 10,000 people in their their database but not necessarily clean data. So um, he'll sit down and say, okay, how can we make sure we're cleaning that data, getting the most out of it so that then when you're communicating with people, we're communicating effectively based on what their needs are. Um, It talks about the funnel. He really spends his time understanding where that business is at today, where they want to take that business to, and then helps them go on that journey. And if that means that he's finding the products, if there is a product that we think should be there, then we'll go and find it. If it's something that we have, then he brings it in and he helps them with the implementation of that. I believe very much in relationships with providers as well. So if we're going to use a product, we want to, you know, we've tested it, we've tried it, we know that it's going to work. A lot of that provider, I guess that that product coming into the business, a lot of what we spend our time talking to is what is the training and support to the agent? Because it's all good and well with a CRM. There's so many different things that a CRM can do. And I would suggest that, yes, there are some amazing people again out there using 90% of that product. But most of the time we're sort of sitting at around that, you know, 30, 40, 50% of what it has. How can we use what we already have in our businesses better? Because a lot of the problems that you need to solve as an agent are actually already there. Yep. The solution is sitting, you know, it's sitting in the programs that you're already using. So upskilling what you're what you already have in the business instead of looking at, oh, what else could we potentially do? Look at what you've got, do that better. And you'll probably find a lot of the problems resolve themselves just by using the tools that you've already got. And you actually did an article recently in Reeb where you spoke about where Zillow tried to do something in the US market. And really what what that was the intent of it was, well, Agents are always going to play a role in this transaction, particularly Absolutely. in Australia. So how do we help them and empower them to be able to do more with less and make sure that they can focus on the dull productive items as opposed to driving back to the office to process some paperwork? Yeah, look, there's um, you know, there's so many of the CRMs. We use uh, Rex predominantly. Um, most of our offices use that um, because they've got a little um, – the reason we went – and aligned ourselves with Rex is because they've got this fantastic little app on the side, which is called Pocket. So you can literally run your business from wherever you are. For us, it was very much a case of, um, you know, using the Zillow example. 
so many people try to replace a lot of the tasks that they do and what's the silver bullet in real estate and how can I, you know, 10x my business without having to really do any more work. It's about working smarter, not necessarily harder. And if you're going to be using a tech product, make sure that it's supporting what you're doing. You go back to real estate 101 before tech was a thing. The successful agents were on the phone all the time. You know, someone would jump in your car and you take them around to all the opens. Um, it was a really different way, but it was about relationship building. And I think any prop tech product, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a CRM or anything, it should actually be there to enhance that relationship that you're building. How do you think technology has changed over the last five, 10 years in real estate? And what kind of impact has that had on the, the agent? You know, 20 years ago, as an example, something would change. I remember we got a digital camera actually, and um, we had one camera for the whole office because they were really expensive and we were state of the art and we would take photos of properties with a digital camera. Um, and that was something that revolutionized our business for sort of 12 months. And the changes and the speed at which the changes were happening was really slow and everyone had time to adapt and mm. adopt and bring it on. Slowly, you know, as, over the last 20 years, those changes have gone from being once every 12 to 18 months to every 6 to 12 months. And now it seems like every day there's something new. And I think we all get so caught up in, again, finding that silver bullet yeah. that we lose sight of what we need to do. So in terms of, um, you know, if I was an active agent today, I'd be looking at it saying, well, 50% of my business is the relationship and that's sitting down and talking to people. It is making sure that I'm, you know, closing the deal, doing the job, door knocking, all of those types of tasks. Prop tech isn't going to be the silver bullet that suddenly changes it. But if you can effectively outsource some of the tasks that you used to do around that data entry and managing those people and who to call and when to call and you're using those programs well, then each conversation you have is going to be a better conversation. Um, so I think, you know, I've said it a thousand times, but, you know, technology is there to support what we do. It is absolutely not there to replace it. The US, they tried to remove with the with the Zillow scenario, going back to that question, yeah. uh, Zillow started an AI product where they were buying and then on-selling properties and they were using an algorithm to work out what the property is worth and what it would be worth. So when you do that, it's all good and well, but you remove any emotional value. You remove whether or not there's um, issues with buildings next door or cracks in the wall or if the property is going to be, you know, of any interest to somebody. And what they were finding is they were buying them at a high price, selling them at a low price, and it was bleeding money so much that they had to shut it down because they weren't having a person go in and inspect the property and say, yes, this is what we should be doing or no, we shouldn't be doing that. And as such, they bled so much money they had to shut it down. And the interesting thing about that is that, you, know, you can't replace that human interaction because it, the reality is we don't buy and sell property every single day. We Absolutely. do it every seven to 10 years. Agents are used to it and it's intuitive for them, but for our consumer, it's a much different thing. And um, data or may not necessarily know that the customer who's looking at buying the property, that their mother-in-law lives across the road or they want to move close to family or whatever it might be, they're the things that data can never replace. Absolutely. And and also that experience and holding the hand, I've, you know, I've bought and sold properties, done real estate for 20 years. As a vendor or a buyer, I'm nervous Nelly. 
Like I was sitting yeah. there going, am I going to be able to get the best price? What's going to happen? And I, I've got an agent who has sold properties for me in the past and I literally say to him, here's the keys. Please don't call me unless you have something to say because otherwise I'm going to be really anxious about it. I need to just give you the keys, go and sell it and then come back to me with what the best situation is. Or when you put an offer in on a property, you're so nervous. What happens about this? Uh, you know, is the agent telling me the truth? Are they not? I've got all of the scripts and dialogues and all of the training and I sit there and go, are they telling me the truth? Is it actually someone else who's going to buy this property or are they just trying to get the most out of me? And that is the stuff that, that is why real estate agents need to be here because you can't replace that with any form of technology. So I think as an agent, the technology is great in selling that side, but it's really about the relationship and the communication that you have with your clients, be it a buyer or a vendor, that is what is going to make you successful. And to your point there as well is that um, if you haven't been a vendor before and, and now that you, you have been a number of times, do you think that's changed the way that you think about how you deal with your clients and how you want the brand to de- be dealing with clients as well? Absolutely. Um, there was a one of the catchphrases of Stockdown Lego many, many years ago is we sell, the, we sell your home as if it's our own. Yeah. And I think that's something I've always said, you know, in, in any listing presentation and I'm going to look at this and, and treat it as if it's my home. So how am I going to feel in this situation? If, you know, you've, if you've got the first open and you're thinking there's going to be 20 people but no one turns up, as an agent, you're going, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get this vendor down. How am I going yep. to fix this price? But really it's about going back and thinking, God, if I was that vendor and I thought I was going to have 20 people and no one turned up, I'm panicking because yep. I need to sell this home. Um, so I think, you know, as an agent, the most important thing to do is put yourself in their shoes with every conversation you have. It's a great, great advice. Um, we're nearly out of time, but to close uh- we always ask two questions if everyone comes on the PropTech Insider. So let's kick off with the first one, which is what's your definition of success? Um, I have a little catchphrase. Everyone's version of success is different. Neither, none of them are right. Yep. None of them are wrong. They're just different. Um, for me, on a personal level, it's about having balance um, and an ability to say yes without having to overthink it. So being in a position where I can just say, yeah, I want to do that and not thinking, can I afford it? What does this mean? Um, but professionally, um, success for me is about empowering our people and leaving a lasting impact on the group and, and the industry with the changes that we've been able to do in the last 18 months since I took over. Awesome. And um, the final question, which is good to lead into to that, is what's one thing you get to start, stop and continue? I've got to start making time for myself. I'm a mum and running a company. So I, there's just never any Charlotte time. So that's something I really have to start. I've been saying it every day for <laughs> many years, but I'm going to start one day. Yep. Um, stop probably second guessing the noise around what's happening in the industry and prop tech stuff that comes through. And should we be doing this? Should we be doing that? Just stop letting that noise affect and take up any of my brain capacity and just really focus on this is what we're doing. Don't let that noise take five minutes of your day. Just keep on your path. Um, and continue is just putting our people first. Excellent. Well, Charlotte, thank you for your insights today in, uh, into the brand and also your personal perspective around prop tech, but also what's the business of the future and the agent of the future going to look like. So thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the episode of Prop Tech Insider. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you want to learn more about our implementing tech into your workflow, visit agentsolutions.com.au.